Welcome to the Insurance Law Podcast, the broadcast about timely and important legal issues affecting the insurance industry. I'm John Zuba, Managing Editor of Best's Directory of Recommended Insurance Attorneys. We're pleased to have with us today Attorney Nicole Tackett from the law firm of Vernus & Bowling with 17 offices across the southeastern U.S. Nicole is the North Carolina Workers' Compensation Department head for the firm. She graduated from UNC Chapel Hill School of Law in 2000 and has exclusively practiced workers' compensation defense since that time. Nicole handles a wide variety of occupational disease and injury by accident claims for many industries, including retail, food processing, trucking, manufacturing, restaurant, nursing homes, and construction. And Nicole, we're very pleased to have you with us today. Oh, thank you very much. Today's topic is the impact of social media on workers' compensation claims. And Nicole, how can social media be used to investigate and or defend a workers' compensation claim? There are many ways that social media can be used to help in, uh, to help in the defense of a workers' compensation claim. Social media is very important because it gives you so much information about a claimant. By accessing the social media sites that a claimant uses, you can find out a plethora of information about the claimant's location, um, their status, what they're feeling, where they're going, what they're doing. And, of course, people post several photographs and videos of themselves on social media sites and importantly, too, it also shows who their friends are and their known associates. Um, this information can be very useful because not only can it help you investigate the mechanism of injury, particularly in a situation where you have a Monday report of a Friday claim, you can check a claimant's social media sites to see if anything may have happened over the weekend that they may have posted about. And it can also be very important in a compensable claim um, during the course of medical treatment. For example, if a claimant is saying they can't do certain physical activities or perform certain things, but yet they post images of themselves or, of themselves, or they talk about activities that they're performing on their social media that contradict their reports of, of pain to the insurance company, the employer, or to their medical providers. And what types of social media do you use in your claims investigations? Um, in every claim that we handle, we do a really wide social media search. Um, we look at everything from Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, Tumblr, um, YouTube. Um, you name it, we look at it. Um, and there's also a really important um, site that we go on in every single case. It's called Spokio which is a really neat site. It's a social media aggregator. And what you can do if you're a member of Spokio, it's really easy to join, is that you can type in somebody's name or their address, um, maybe like a username, an email, or a phone number. And what it will do is it will so, uh, search multiple social media sites to find out if that person um, actually utilizes that, that site. So if you have a name and you type it in, it can show you, like, maybe that person is on Facebook, maybe that person's on LinkedIn, maybe that person's also on Twitter, and it can give you a clue on where you need to look in terms of the specific social media sites. That can be really helpful for things like Twitter or Instagram where, you know, unlike Facebook, you might type in John Smith, you know, you might have to type in a username to get access to that person's account on Twitter. And by using Spokio, it kind of gives you an idea of what those are. I will caution, though, that that site is not always um, accurate. So if maybe you were going to type in your girlfriend or your, or your wife's name just to see what showed up, don't get freaked out if it shows something that doesn't look right. Uh, sometimes it shows, like, the, the wrong people or the wrong username or something similar. 
So it's not 100% accurate, but it can give you some ideas of other places that you can look to find information about a person. Okay, thanks to Colin. When should an employer or its workers' compensation carrier begin to investigate a claimant on social media sites? Um, the earlier the investigation, the better. Um, early investigations tend to yield the best results because uh, people aren't expecting it yet. Um, in several states, in fact, now the attorney's ethics rules propose that uh, attorneys that represent individuals, that they warn them about the ramifications of posting things on social media sites. So oftentimes what happens is once a claim is filed um, and a claimant re uh, retains an attorney, you'll often see changes in the privacy um, settings on their social media sites where, you know, they're not visible to the public anymore, but only visible to a certain number of friends and associates. So what you want to do is you want to begin your investigation before those changes occur uh, so that you can get the most information. And even if a claimant shuts down or changes the privacy settings on his or her, let's say, Facebook page, if you're able to get in there early and see who the friends are, that's really important. Because oftentimes a claimant will be smart enough after an accident maybe not to post uh, photos of, of you know, him or herself doing things that are outside his or her restrictions, but the friends might not be. And you can still look at those to kind of further the investigation of your claim. And can this type of information be used in courts? Well, each state varies um, on its rules, and we're just beginning to see how courts feel about this in recent cases that have come out. But the general consensus is that, yes, you can use information that you glean from social media if the information is public. If it's public, the courts see it as fair game. But if a claimant has their social media sites um, private, you can still get that information. What you have to do is, uh, you know, you have to get permission from the court in order to do that. And you have to show that um, the information is relevant. And you also have to be able to show specifically why you need that particular information and that you can't get it anywhere else. And it's also really important that all the rules of evidence um, are followed when you try to obtain that information in order to have it properly admitted into the court. Nicole, are there any other benefits to a social media investigation other than using it as evidence in court? Absolutely. In fact, I think that the, the most benefit that I get out of doing a social media investigation is the leverage that it gives me in mediation. Uh, being able to present that information to a, a claimant that he might have acted fraudulently or doing things that he or she is not supposed to do in the mediation gives you a really good opportunity um, to be able to settle a claim for as low as possible particularly in an arena like workers' comp. Um, some states are more cla uh, claimant-oriented than others. North Carolina is a very employee-friendly state. So a lot of times, uh, workers' compensation claims in North Carolina, it's hard for defendants to get some really good leverage. And a social media search, if it yields positive results, will often provide that for us. Also, too, it's a really good way to control medical treatment. If a doctor has issued restrictions or a claimant has really complained of intense pain to a doctor and you're able to show a doctor pictures of a claimant acting outside his restrictions or without pain, um, that can really help you uh, direct and define medical treatment. And do you have any cautionary advice for an employer and their workers' compensation carriers with respect to social media? Um, yes, I do. In fact, you know, as much as we can use social media to investigate claimants, the other side can use it to investigate us as well. 
So, you know, always know that the other side is watching. You know, if there's an employer with an HR manager that likes to say negative things on Facebook, you know, that needs to be shut down. If you have an insurance adjuster that might be complaining about a job, you know, that should be shut down. Um, whatever we put on our site, they can gather that information as easily as we can gather it from them. Also, too, I see a trend in claimants using social media as a way to build their case. For example, if they post several posts on Twitter about how their back's hurting, they can't get out of bed, they can't do anything, that helps the claimant build their case. And finally, too, employers um, and insurance carriers really need to be careful about how they perform a social media investigation, um, you know, looking like you're somebody else or setting up a, a fake profile and then trying to befriend a claimant so that way you can have access to their private information. Um, that is not permissible, and that type of, of evidence gained that way will not be allowed in any type of, of court setting. So, again, how you get the information really does matter. Nicole, thanks very much for joining us today. Great. Thank you. That was Nicole Tackett from the law firm of Vernus & Bowling. Special thanks to our producer today, John Weber. And thank you all for joining us for the Insurance Law Podcast. To subscribe to this audio program, visit podcast.insuranceattorneysearch.com or go to online directories such as iTunes or Google. If you have any suggestions for a future topic regarding an insurance law case or issue, please email us at lawpodcast at ambest.com. I'm John Zuba, and thank you for joining us.